Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Art Blog Radio. I am your host for today, Whit Lopez. I have the absolute pleasure. <laughs> I have the absolute pleasure right now of sitting in the gallery at Da Vinci Art Alliance. And I'm sitting here with Adam and Sandy Lovitz, who are both artists and are mother and son. Also in the gallery is Adam's son, Isaiah, who uh, is a toddler. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear playing in the background and having a grand old time with some cars and some boxes and also with playing with the paintings. Mm -hmm. So if you, hear, if you hear sounds in the background, it's most likely the child enjoying himself. So, uh, so I'm having a wonderful time watching and hearing all the fun that the child is getting into. So I'm really excited about this show because it focuses on parent and children, generational artists, um, artists across generations who are related to each other. And Adam and Sandy are two of the artists that are in the show. So welcome to Art Blog Radio, Adam and Sandy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. This is exciting. So Sandy, when did your art practice start? Wow. Let's see. I probably was around five years old when my daddy, and I still call him daddy, picked me up. We had a new tree growing in our yard, and there was a nest with two robin's eggs in it. And I still remember this and feel the feeling. And I saw the eggs and the colors just lit my eyes up. And then they got me crayons and that's when it started. That's all I'd like to do. So it was a really long, long time ago. Seriously, I yeah, think I was, cool. it was in my heart, right. That's amazing, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And Adam, what about you? Well, I guess, uh, I mean, when did it start? When I think back to uh, my childhood, I just remember my mom painting, drawing, always just having an everyday practice of doing something creative. So I just thought it was a natural human necessity to uh, push around colors and make some marks and draw. Um, so I guess it just sort of organically evolved since I was a toddler. And then I started getting a bit more serious uh, it sort of built my identity in, in school and I became like known as, you know, oh, that, that kid can draw pretty well. So <laughs> I just started building on that. And then um, in high school, I, I guess I made those serious decisions of this is going to be the path uh, leading me forward. So uh, same, same deal as, as long as I can remember, I've, I've uh, taken to whether it was drawing or painting or making things. That's really great. That's really great. Um, so something that I don't talk about about me too much is that both my parents are artists as well. Um, they both went wow. to school for art. That's where they met each other. And, um, and so me and all my siblings are also artists. All your siblings? Um, how many siblings? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. just, it's just three of us. <laughs> okay, all well, yeah. so my brother, David, uh, he's, he's not by trade an artist, but he's really good at drawing. So I think, it, yeah, just like this natural gravity. Exactly. You see a parent, it's like, oh, this is what humans, adults do. And then, you know, yeah. it's just- You, you always wonder where it came from. And it was funny, my mother and father, my mom loved art and she drew me a picture one time and she was really good. And my father used to always doodle and he made the best doodles. Like I still <clears throat> see them in my face, in my eyes of these, hilarious doodles but they never I guess they were taught you're not allowed to do that you know yeah, yeah. so it was just, you know a different thing 
Absolutely, and I, and I definitely feel like that plays a role a lot of times with folks choosing art or making art, uh, because my father's father sings and his mother danced, but then my, on my mom's side, her father uh, loved photography, absolutely loved photography, but also felt like he couldn't really pursue it because he had, you know, five daughters and a wife that he needed to sure. take care wow. of. So, right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it was like, this is the priority and art is kind of on the side. Um, so, yeah, I do kind of think that, like, being socialized into art by your parents is a thing, mm -hmm. is a thing. Um, so I'm really glad about this show. Like, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Um, so what what are your media of choice, uh, I, Sandy? I paint with acrylic paints and um, a water-based, basically, crayons, water-based uh, pencils, and I try to integrate them all in with my paintings. I have learned and I've been taught, you know, with oils and everything, but um, acrylics is, they don't smell, number one. Mm. They dry really fast, and I'm like, Mine smell. very, <laughs> your smell, that means they're yeah. old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they smell from dirt. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, um, it, and it's just a quicker process, although I have layers and layers and layers of paint on there. So I, I like acrylics. I've been using them for 20 years. So I've wow. tried to sort of perfected them. Not that I don't like oils. I love what they look like. But it's just patience, patience. I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have it either. <laughs> so, right, right. I don't have it. So I, so I totally understand like sticking to acrylics and, and things that are acrylic based instead of going out into oils. Um, so Adam, about your my, media choices. Yeah. Um, I, I used to hate acrylics. I felt like they were way too dry and then they dry too fast. Mm. And I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I didn't gravitate towards it yeah. until about, I started using house paint and mm. um, just kind of scavenging and finding any sort of recycled house paint I could use. And that's when I feel like my color mixing, um, I started experimenting and getting deeper into color mixing. And then I think that like was the segue to uh, to using acrylics. I went to Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Art and I was very much challenged using acrylics. Like you're not a serious painter if you use acrylic paint mm. was often told to wow. me. So maybe I stuck with it just to kind of, that's when I really challenged like, well, why am I using acrylic and, and how am I uh, paying attention to the medium? You know, what does it want to do? What do I want it to do? And that's where I started getting really playful and when it wanted to dry, I didn't let it dry by spraying. And I mix um, schist, which is a local mineral that you'll see in the sidewalks or the buildings around Philadelphia and elsewhere. It's a formica. It's got a nice sparkle. I collect it from the Wissahickon Woods. So I, I mix schist, dirt, minerals in with my acrylic paint. And this gets this, when it dries, it has this plastic, of course, quality. Um, but it also has this kind of very organic, kind of natural grittiness to it from the, the mineral and I paint on a wooden panel because I, I layer and I puddle and uh, I feel like the wood kind of just takes a little bit more abuse that I give it. Definitely. Um, so yeah, it, it, oil paints never, I guess I'm always asking myself if I will head towards that but I, I think right now there's still a lot to, you know, play around with, with acrylic. And I also and I also make um, mixed media work, found objects, collage. Um, my, I have another show up right now that's, I use bubble gum and rocks and 
dead bees and fingernails. Oh, amazing. So, I love that. I see it. I love yeah. that. <laughs> so for this show, it's specifically painting, but in my studio, there's, uh, there's collections of personal and found things from like yesterday or decades ago. That's amazing. That's am Can I ask my you a question about the... <laughs> Baby tea, yeah. yes, amazing. I love I love organic materials, mm -hmm. and I love when folks use organic materials that are not like widely used. So that's really cool, and also when it's like part of yourself. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's great. Yeah, I try to I try to rebel against using everything from the art store. I think like mm. I told my students that as well. You know, what, what can you find in on the sidewalk or in the trash can, and you know, how can you? You know, I wish why, why immediately? Why immediately go to the art store to get what you think you need? Why not kind of test the materials that are in your everyday kind of habitat? No, definitely, definitely. That's that's a great. I think that's a great idea, honestly. Um, so schist. So yeah. honestly, this is like my first time. So of course, I've seen the sidewalk sparkle. I've seen yeah. buildings sparkle, but I never asked what that was. <laughs> this is like, it's a thing, people use it. Um, but what made you choose Schist and what made you choose it from, you said the Wissahickon? Yeah, I, so I, that's like a little escape. It's so close by and it's one of the, you know, I think it's the largest urban, like natural, the park is one of the largest ones in any state in our country. So it's just the fact that it's so close by and accessible, um, I feel like I used to go there a lot more often with friends, um, and yeah, by by the riverbanks there was that sparkle, and then the, the association came to that this was a sort of uh, source for that's mixed in the concrete around our city. So there seemed to be very something personal, something local, something organic. It was just the right alchemy and combination to to feel a personal connection to the material, but also, you know, the environment and having something, like you mentioned, a bit more organic that relate, that combines with the plastic, acrylic, factory-made materials. So I feel like just having that plastic and the organic is a good way to, is a good way to uh, meditate on where we're at right now on the, as a species, as a planet, that sort of necessity. Oh, of those two dualities. Absolutely, absolutely. So Sandy, yes. as, a, as a parent and a grandparent, um, how do you feel about knowing that your art has influenced the art of your children? It's, um, it's, 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 uh, it's fabulous and it's very interesting that my kids went two ways. My other son was worried about making money, and this one wasn't. But um, they have a little bit of both of me, which is so funny, because I was in businesses all the time with my art. I was one of the Philadelphia sign writers. I used to letter oh. trucks and then Samson Street lettering. Nice. I had a clothing business that I decorated clothing. Amazing. I did murals and, and refinished furniture. So I, even though I went to school for art education in Penn State back in... 69, nice. and I taught this for two years, I did all these other things as a business, so I had that in me too. And the fact that Adam made a decision to go and get his MFA, I was, he was like living what I 
wanted to do, but You're they never even thought about it. To take business courses yeah. and you know maybe think about I don't remember advertising. That. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. When he was in school, I would go. Well, do you want to go into advertising, or you want to go into graphic design? And he would like get really. He gets really pissed at me sometimes. I'm going to tell you, but I just was like so because I know as an artist, it you don't make money. You need yeah. to find a craft. You need to say find something to do, and it was. On Facebook, one of the kids who I used to teach many years ago, in when I was 22, she found me, and she said, "Hi, Miss Neiman. I'm so and so. Do you remember me? We wrote an article on you." And she put the article up on Facebook, and at the end of it, I said, "When I, in a couple years, I'd like to go back to art school and get my master's so I can mm. be a professor." Wow. And I never did because I wanted to have babies and kids, yeah. and it just didn't happen for me. And I was raised, you know, women don't do that. And mm. here he goes and does what I didn't even realize he ever said that. And here it is down and writing. So I'm just so thrilled. You know, I, I'm i the kind of mom that never told my kids what to do. I worried mm. about them, like I said. I did. <laughs> Say when you go into advertising, I would suggest <laughs> things. I would suggest things. I, I did. I ever tell you not to go to art school? Never. I you just said you know have of course, and I think it was practical to say have the backup plans, but in, in a sense that enabled me to like really push to make this because you know you couldn't be right I had to make this right. path right Adam is on his own journey and he doesn't you know the, the you know the fact that he's even we're doing this show together to me is a blessing because he's on his path he's not following my path but he does come from me so you know whether he absolutely, likes it or not absolutely. whether he likes it or not you know I take a lot of credit I take a lot of credit for that person and for my other one and for the baby <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. I love this. I love this yeah. dynamic. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great photo. Oh my God! Look at the baby standing against that, that painting. That is. I love that. That is a photo. That really would be a great oh picture. Oh my God! Oh my God! Adam, did you missed, get it? Missed it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that was really cute. Yeah. Um. So you so you mentioned sign writing and letter writing. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. Like that's a really amazing skill. Way to before have. computers. Yeah. And before Way. they were like you know when they were yeah. still hand drawn. So right. When, well, I was wanted to make some extra money, so I would. My ex husband, may he rest in peace, that was thirty five years ago, had a clothing business, and I used to make signs for him. So I was on the street. And I was doing one of his friend's trucks. I had really, I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. I was just writing letters. And some guy came by and he said, I can teach you how to do that. He was amazing. picking me up. And he was one of the biggest sign painters in Philadelphia. That's amazing. And he used to do all the lettering for Bryn Leasing. And he took me to their, and he taught me and some other women. And he had a girlfriend too. And he taught me how to do this craft. And I went on my own. And I mean, I absolutely freehand lettered. I learned how to use the pounce wheel. I wow. designed. It was incredible. And that was my journey. Like, I went on a real journey in life. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, it was funny because when Adam was at the house, it was like a year yeah. ago, yeah. he was going through some of my books and he went, Ma, did you do this? I said, Yeah, I told you it was a sign writer. <laughs> but I never saw the photographs. But he and never saw like, Albums stacked with documentation of these old signs, and now, like, 
living in the city and you see these signs, old yeah. hand-painted signs that are worn down and yep. and you see new businesses painted like right on top of the old ones. <laughs> yeah. There's just something very uh, mysterious and magical about that that hand quality and that decay and um, something human about it. So just to see this evidence that my mom did it started, I think, informing my current body of work at that point. Right, and when I read about James Rosenquist, he was a sign, I think Rosenquist was a sign painter. That's what he started out being back in the 40s and 50s. I never mm. knew that when I was sign painting. So, you know, I took a calligraphy, you know, was one of my courses I had to take at Penn State and for my art education, and I went, like, this is, it's just so weird where life takes you from Absolutely. one thing to another. Absolutely. Right, one, one thing to another. And I was always trying to make money with my painting. And um, then when I turned, I think I turned 60, my mom had died. And I went, I'm done. I'm just painting full time. And that's what I've been doing for the past 12 years. I just paint full time. That's and amazing. a lot of it, I have to give credit to my son, too, for that. Because he's, um, he he's like giving me permission, not verbally, but I see what he's doing and that's giving me permission. I tell you to get weirder and weirder. I tell you to, why not paint the house? Right, like, he did tell me to paint it. But he doesn't understand if I fall down and I break yeah. something, I'm gonna, he's gonna come and take care of me, right? Oh, so he better true, not yeah. do that. I was actually thinking about mosaic, doing some mosaics on the side of my house, but no, I'll put amazing. that off for another time. Sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's been a, Great journey, you know. I just hope it. I love just watching what he's doing. I just like his paintings. Like I, I go. I look. I learn things from them because you're so different than what I do. I go. I've learned to appreciate all the things the younger people are doing, like installations and the stuff he does with teeth and all that. Like you do, you're younger, <laughs> and I'm like. A lot of my friends, they don't get it, you know? They're yeah. not pretty. <laughs> and absolutely, I go, but I, I'm getting it now, and it's great. It's great. Not that I'm going to do that, but I'm, you know, doing that in my paintings just, you know, the way I know know, know how to do it. So, yeah, but I would never, would never do that. Yeah. What you do, never. Right. It's your, it's him. It's, he is what he puts on there. That's his mm. soul. Now, and um, I think in any artist that's a really good artist it's it's not you have to learn technical at first I really believe that but when I look at art I might not like it but if I feel engaged in it and I see a soul in it then it's speaking to me mm -hmm. that's how I judge you know a really good piece of art to me, it's no, so definitely. subjective. It's definitely. so subjective, you know. Absolutely. It's crazy, the art world. <laughs> that it is. That it's like not like you have a good voice or you don't have a good voice, but <laughs> but there is skill. I mean, there's definitely a skill. Being an abstract painter is really a skill, you know, and Absolutely. doing what Adam does is really a skill. What, what kind of, people ask me, what kind of art does your son do? And I go, ah, Yes, it's abstract. I, so quirky. That even the, what's the, the newspaper lady called him quirky painting, and he's a quirky kid. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Just, yeah, yeah. No, that's really amazing. I also love this reciprocity that the two of you have spoken about. How it's like you know you were socialized into art by your mom, right, Adam? And but then your mom is now saying like. Her art practice for the past 12 years has been influenced by 
your archives yes. as well. Yeah. I think I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's really I never amazing. thought really about beautiful. that. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Even though I, we I love he yells at me all the time. It's just wonderful. At his wedding, Carly Simon wrote uh, a song huh? called Child of Mine. Not Carly. It, it, getting the name wrong. It, what? You're getting the name of the musician wrong. It, it, that, it was. No. I had it. Was it? It was Carol, Carol that King. Carol King wrote that yeah, Carol King wrote um but he always reminds me that I'm saying something wrong. Carol King wrote a song called Shout of Mine and actually I think we danced to it at his wedding and I oh. happened to come on the radio the other day and I went, Oh my and the words were just so perfect for Adam. You know, mm. it was just so perfect for Adam and like I, you know, texted him. God forbid I call him. I texted him. My mother says the same thing. <laughs> you know, kids look at phones now and they don't know how to dial them. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. It's really scary. Wait, wait till your kid does that to you. You'll see what it's like. <laughs> really? So I'll, be, I'll be a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of holograms, there's a game that I'll tell you about that later. There's actually a game for, uh, that my cousin does with her daughter who's a brainiac, and you actually find holograms. It's, it's, you make your own holograms, and you find them around the house. It's oh, that's cool. Unbelievable. I have to show you that. Like anyway, an augmented reality game, I, maybe? I don't know. I don't, anyway, that's another subject. But I find all this new stuff just great. It just makes me want to keep living and see what is going to happen, you know, and happen and happen. So, you know, all the good stuff in life. That's what we have to think about. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm looking at these paintings. So you said that the ones that are yours are the larger ones in the room. And they all seem, they all seem very abstract. Uh, And that's just my opinion. Okay. um, I love the colors that you use. They're very, very vibrant. Um, there's one that's shades of blue. I see shades of yellow with some black and green in there. I see some that are multicolored. One that's orange, red, and blue. Possibly white, I think, is in there as well. White and black. It's really, really, just really beautiful work. What made you... So you said you have experience with sign writing and letter writing. So... That's kind of, you know, definite. Like, writing a letter has to be, you know, an A has to be an A, right? Right. Um, but what made you branch into How the did, abstract? I was doing watercolors. And this was back when I was, like, 20, in my 20s and my early 20s. And I started seeing the paint flow. Mm. And um, I started doing these abstract watercolors. And I loved it. And I found it to be an absolute challenge. Mm-hmm. It was funny because Adam mentioned before challenges. I love challenges and especially with my art. Like every year I'll have a new segue of paintings, a new, because I'm always looking, I always look at different techniques, but this one, they bring me back to where I want to be, but with more knowledge. So um, I love the fact that I don't have to make something look the way it is. Absolutely. And I love the fact that I can go to a blank canvas and just start painting and these colors happen and 
then at the end of the day, I have to make the, make sure the composition is there and that you know the space the space quality is there. That's very important in abstract. But I just it's it's what's in me. It's the happiness that's within me comes out of my paintings, you know. And I love black and white too, but they can make you happy too. It's just I think it's a gesture. I'm very gestural with my paintings. Mm. I use my hands. I go use my arms. I That's like wonderful. that gestural, right? Like what? What were the years when all those the abstract painters, the forties, the abstract painters, well, like the Kooning, and, and yeah, they, they were my. I I, I saw um, a painting by Franz Klein, and I'm from Pittsburgh in the museum. It's black and white. I'll never forget this. I was in high school, and I went crazy. I went. <laughs> it just, it just, it just, the soul in it just it spoke to me, and that's what I strive for in my paintings. You know, I just, you know, if you want to find something, a lot of abstract artists say, oh, the people say, oh, that looks like that. I said, but that's great because <laughs> I want people to come into my paintings. I want them to walk into my world and see what they can find because there's a lot of stuff to find in there. You know, there's colors and happenings, but there's a lot of other stuff that they can find it might be more personal to them than it's even to me because it just happened. So, you know, that's what what, what I try to get in my paintings. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, Adam, so I looked at the paintings that you have here. They're, they're a little smaller um, than your mom's paintings. And some of them seem abstract, but then I, I see one, I think it says legs in the middle <laughs> of it. There's, there's a few others that have... Um, faces drawn directly in the center of them. I think there's one that has two faces. It's like the same exact face, but one is slightly smaller than the other. Uh, so what would you call, because parts of it seem abstract, but then parts are not abstract at all. Yeah. What would you consider kind of the genre that you would put your work into? How would you describe it? Well, it's, I think it's what you said. Part, partly seems abstract and partly seems real, and I feel like that's just kind of life in a nutshell. It all is like, this yeah. is real. Oh, what is realness? You know, what is? <laughs> yeah. So I, it's a collection of, um, you know, things that are familiar and things that kind of hover away from the familiarity. Um, so color is an, has an emotional resonance, but something as set like legs in in on signage in a food, you know, in a restaurant or whatnot, it has specific meaning, but when you pluck that legs all out of that context and bring it in painting, it kind of opens up and is repurposed into something else. So it just builds histories and new narratives and um, relationships of what we deem as maybe real as what a face looks like, but then letting that face melt away and becoming something else. I wish I had him as a teacher. And, uh, <laughs> Really? I mean, I, I think that there are like some things that are personal memories, and there are some things that I'll collect from you know a walk, a walk I took that morning before going into the studio. So I, I think it's just this fabric of uh, existing in the strange place and and recognizing that uh, you know recognizing it as an earthly, organic, terrestrial place where things decay and grow and everything's made out of sort of the same stuff and uh, I bring up Carl Sagan a lot but the way that he uh, articulates our place on earth, our place in the universe, the immeasurable connectivity to everything. So I try to throw that immeasurable connectivity into the paintings as small as they are but they're like 
you know, the Ten Commandments were on stone tablets. They weren't like these ten foot <laughs> paintings or, you know, like they, they were, uh, I think, so there's something intimate, but I think when you walk up to these smaller paintings, I think they open up, um, you know, something larger than, than what they are. And the same thing is at the abstraction gives it a sort of space to, for anybody to kind of connect to what $3 legs means to them <laughs> or, or MTV or, um, yeah, or just symbols. So I think symbols and language are important that are familiar, but I think it's also important to break those symbols down and to personalize what they mean. Yeah. Isaiah is currently knocking down Gammy's paintings. I don't know if it's a critique. <laughs> I think Isaiah wants to be part of the show as yeah, well right now. Moving <laughs> paintings to be hung. Can you help me? Yeah. That's absolutely okay. amazing. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you both so much. Oh, thank you. Really, so thank much you so fun. much. I really, yeah. really appreciated speaking with the both of you. This has been a really amazing and enlightening experience. And also being able to witness this family dynamic yeah. between three generations of your family mm -hmm. has been absolutely beautiful. <laughs> as Isaiah knocks down a painting <laughs> that's twice as tall as he is. Isaiah is now helping us hang painting. Very good. <laughs> really just a wonderful and joyous experience um, that is part of the First Friday series here at Art Blog Radio. So even though the show won't be opening on First Friday, uh, September 6th, it will be opening on Sunday, September 8th. And what time is it opening? From 12 to 3 is the reception. And um, yeah, and then we'll have the other artists over here, their sculptors. And um, yeah, we're, I'm really looking forward to it. I think really it's a. Mention the other artists. What's that? Uh, uh, David Winograd and his mom, Etta Winograd, who's been very well known sculptor um, in the Philadelphia area. And um, thank you. Hopefully, she'll be able to make it. But um, and David does these whirly gigs. They're they're beautiful. They're out of wood. And um, I'm excited to do with him because I put this show together when I saw, I love, always loved her work and I met him and I saw his work. I went, oh my God, we have to do a show together. Because your mom's work reminds me very much of Adam's, sort of the spirit mm. of it. And my work is very energetic and, and his world gives move. And I said, so, oh, so they'll be so, excellent so, in conversation. Yeah, it's the first time I've cure, I try to curate a show and I'm just really excited about it. So um, That's beautiful. I hope you can come. I, I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> I will definitely try my best to be there. Yeah. Um, and if I can't come for the opening, I will absolutely come to see it when it's yeah. completely installed. When is it open through? What date is it open through? Oh, uh, I think it's the 28th. Okay. There's a card over there and it says it on there. And the uh, gallery is open from here, the hours, yeah. So um, it's open from September 8th to the 29th, the opening reception. And the gallery hours here, we are open now for gallery hours Thursday through Sunday, 12 to 5. So Thank that's you. really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know that. And you got to come to Da Vinci because what we've done with this spot, the members, is just... I'm oh, it's so beautiful. excited about it. So it, it looks amazing in here. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. and really good spirit here. Absolutely. That's what I like, people with really good spirit. <laughs>
<laughs> me too, me yeah. too. That's wonderful. So thank you again to the both of you. This has been wonderful. I wish you all the best with this show and for a really fruitful opening reception. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's already shaping up to be very amazing, so I'm very excited about it. I know, and now Adam is getting a picture by Zay in front of one of my paintings. And he loves it. That's Thank super cute. So this is so cute. Um, for those of you who are listening, this podcast uh, episode will be available on Art Blog's website. It will also be available on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Thanks so much for tuning in, and have a great day, y'all. Bye.